0: Well, that is it, people. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are coming in from. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. This is your alternative BBC, The Bullish Bitcoin Channel. Welcome, everybody. Great to see uh, many of you in the chat. The regulars are piling in, albeit I would imagine uh, the UK contingent may be thin on the ground because here... It is May bank holiday, the 1st of May, so of course everyone takes an extra day off work and only the hardened Bitcoiners will be in this chat, I reckon. So welcome everyone, don't forget to retweet this, smash the like button, uh, click subscribe if you are new, Uh, (coughs) I go live every Monday and every Thursday at 6pm London, 1pm Eastern, 10am out there on the West Coast Pacific time. So come and join me twice a week. I've been doing this for just over four years now, every week, trying to just put some bullish Bitcoin content out there to help those people that are maybe new to all of this, like I was six years ago, to build that strong Bitcoin hand. Because as you will notice if you're new, Bitcoin is extremely volatile and you need to have a hard stomach and you've got to learn all about the fundamentals of Bitcoin if you are going to survive those crazy swings and in fact where are we now Twenty-eight, three, four, three. but only just before the show I believe we were down at the 28 mark just a few dollars over so there was a good buying opportunity for those of you that were monitoring that at the time I wonder if any of you uh, bought that dip anyway for the noobs Check out this disclaimer down here. No financial advice. You're not going to get it, so don't come after it. Uh, Listen, just me wearing my heart on my sleeve and talking Bitcoin. If you want to check out all the videos I've done, over 550, I believe, at the moment, ukbitcoinmaster.com and bitcoininterviews.com, where you'll find all the great interviews. I've had some corkers over there. You want to check them out. All the big names in the Bitcoin space, including, if I may say, the person that's in our chat right now that I have to thank, (coughs) excuse me, for building my strong hand, and that was watching Bitcoin Meister's show every day pretty well until he decided to take a step back seven days a week, And I learned so much from Bitcoin Meister. So if you haven't checked out Bitcoin Meister's videos on uh, YouTube, I would definitely go check him out because he's in Bitcoin a long time time more than I have. And thankfully, Adam, you were around when I uh, stumbled across Bitcoin. But check out those interviews. I've had Adam on two or three times, Rocky Palumbo, Preston Pish, Greg Foss, Larry Leppard, all the normal regular names, Nat Brunel, all the names, they're all over on bitcoininterviews.com. So I would encourage you to check those out. And last but not least, if you're on Nostra, follow me. UK at and NosterPlebs.com. And you will see that across all of the different scenes that I go into during my show. So there's no excuse why you don't know where to follow me on Noster. And finally, and I'm going to hammer this home all through 2023, you've got to learn what it means to say not your keys, not your coins. And part of this show is about the fact that regular people, are now waking up to the reality that their money is not in the bank. It is just some digits, some numbers on a ledger. And if there's a huge bank run, they're not going to be able to get their money, maybe. Or maybe, I won't say maybe, there's a potential where if there's a huge bank run, then they wouldn't be able to get their money. We saw this in 2013 in Cyprus. We saw it recently in Lebanon, where people were holding up banks with guns just to get their own money out to help treat their family that was suffering with cancer. You know, and if you don't think that can come to a country near you, you got it all wrong, people. So in terms of Bitcoin, if your Bitcoin is on an exchange it ain't yours. Get it off that exchange. Not your keys, not your coins. Okay, so without further ado, who have we got in the chat? Where are the hardcore Bitcoiners then, people? John G's in the house. Jean Vachor, good to see you back, uh, sir. Uncle Hodler coming in from Arizona. Halfway there again, Um, I know what that means. And here's somebody stacking really hard. Well done. Bitcoin Meisters with us. Lance Hoddle, good to see you. Joe Rotniak is in the house. Yorkie Bitcoiner. Elaine, Mrs. UK, that's my uh, better half. I better say that is uh, with us. Ellerslie, good to see you. Uh, Morgan James. Hi, Morgan. Thank you for being here. Great to see you in the house. So there's the regulars. But if you're watching this after the live, again... Share me where you watch me. Share me where you listen to me, because ultimately, believe it or not, another bull run will come. And when that comes, millions will be Googling Bitcoin. And I want them to find this channel amongst others so that they don't find some of the really heavy technical channels to start with and listen to five minutes and think, I can't be asked. I want them to find a really grassroots, down-to-earth channel where I am not talking about stuff that goes way over their head. And I can only do that if you guys help me by tweeting, sharing, etc. So welcome to all of you that are in the chat. I'm going to head on over to the desktop very, very quickly. Let's have a look at what's going on with the price. There you are. You can see it. We're 28,374. So we have taken a bit of a dip. So a great buying opportunity. But the reason for this particular slide is currently 3,524 sats for every dollar that you've got lying around you could get. So DCA, buy some Bitcoin. And when you listen to the video I'm going to run, you will see why now is the time to stack hard if you've done your research if you understand that you know investments can go down as well as they can go up but the asymmetric upside is pretty well all upside really to be honest but if you get all of that and you decide bitcoins for you stack hard before this bull run kicks in is the only bit of advice that i would ever give Oh, excuse me. Sorry. A bit of my food is repeating on me. Okay, so let me just get rid of that one. There we go. Uh, Check out my link tree. Um, You know, I've got so many social media links there and they are all there. As you can see, this is a live uh, website all the way down all these um, social media sites. You can book a consultation if you want one. There are other useful links Um, So do check that out, people. And that link is also in the show notes right now. Um, Whoops, this thing's gone a bit AWOL. What the heck is that doing? Uh, Hold on. Let me get rid of that. And finally, if you're in the UK, we have the Bitcoin Adventure coming up south of Bristol. I'm going to be there with my lovely lady. It's a great couple of day event to mix with other Bitcoiners. At An adventure park to use your moon or wallet of Satoshi and buy your burger or your coffee or your beer or whatever you want to do or the rides for the kids, whatever. Um, So if you're in the vicinity or you can get there, this is the second year it's been running. I was the MC last year. They very kindly asked me to come back and MC again uh, this year. Um, I'm sure there will be some awesome speakers there yet again. So do come and join us if you can. That is on, I believe, the 22nd and the 23rd of July, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. Saturday evening, we've got, I think, three or four um, bits of live music to make it a great event. So why wouldn't you want to come down and mix with other Bitcoiners? Okay, very quickly, Matthew Underhill is a great supporter of this show. Uh, A couple of years ago, he wrote this book, The Bitcoin Book. Now, I've got to say something. With everything that I promote here, I am not an affiliate. I don't get paid anything. I do it because I like to recommend stuff that I think has has value. And this book, if you want to give it to a noob or a beginner, is a great book to uh, let somebody get an initial intro into what Bitcoin is. Um, I met Bitcoin to the moon, that's obviously not his name, um, a couple of years ago when he came over from Australia to the UK. What a lovely guy. And he actually built a portfolio up of t-shirt logos. I've worn his t-shirts, and domain names btc to the moon dot com, bitcoin to the moon dot com. He's decided to move that on. So, if any of you know a whale that will be interested in getting bitcoin to the moon dot com, and you can see the strap line at the bottom Bitcoin to the moon is the common cry and dream of Bitcoiners throughout the world. So, bitcoin to the moon dot com would be a great website for someone like Sailor to get his hands on. If you want to support the show and you don't have to, I don't expect it, then if you want to drop some sats with Moon Wallet, Wallet of Satoshi, whatever you use, there are three sats addresses. And I can tell you that 21 sats is a penny. So anyone could donate a dollar or a pound or 50 cents, 50 pence, one penny. And it's so minuscule, but it helps this economy of Bitcoin moving around so more and more people can see that you can spend your Bitcoin. If, however, you want to keep your sats and you want to buy me a cup of coffee, there's a QR code and you can do that with crappy fiat. But again, the show is not ran for financial gain. It is ran because I simply just want to talk about Bitcoin uh, to anybody that's willing to listen, and therefore I run this show twice a week. Okay, so I want to get into the show. Before I do, uh, one heartfelt um, statement I want to make. Two years ago, tomorrow, the 2nd of May, we lost a great Bitcoiner in Dan from justlearnbitcoin.com. So I want you all to just spare a thought to that young man in his 30s from Mexico who sadly died and was taken from us way too soon, a really super guy. He supported my show. He was a sponsor of the show. Him and I chatted. He was a great friend of Rocky Palumbo. Um, So do me a favor, just spare a couple of minutes for Dan because he's not here. He's not going to see what we're all going to experience, God willing, over the next couple of years as Bitcoin goes through another huge bull run. Okay, so before we get into the video, I just thought this was a really great tweet. And I got a shout out to Simply Bitcoin there and Nico. Look at that. Bitcoin versus crypto. I thought it was a superb image. And that sort of depicts why I Bitcoin, you know, you've got that huge monstrous ship heading towards that tiny little boat that is uh, crypto. Rocky, uh, good to see you in the house. I've just given Dan a shout out for tomorrow, sir. So there you go. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to move over to the video for the day. Now, I was recently watching um, BTC Benny's show, Why Are We Bullish? And they are always superb. But the challenge is... For me to get a couple of clips to run a show, yes, I've got to watch the whole Why Are We Bullish? and sometimes we're over two hours. But what it means is you learn. And I just learned so much from the people that we're going to hear on this video coming up. For example, you're going to hear from Tour de Meester. If you don't know who Tour de Meester is, you need to find out who he is. Firstly, he's a Bitcoin analyst. He's also an advisor at Blockstream, no less. Um, he can be a bit divisive, but he comes out on Why Are We Bullish with some really great stuff. So, on this first clip, Turt is talking about, um, and I was saying this at the top of the show, you know, the banking crisis and how it's systemic. And there are so many banks across the U.S. right now that are in dire straits that could start falling like dominoes. And I'm not... Gonna say they're gonna fall. I'm in the UK. I don't really understand the banking system at all. Really, I'm an ex truck driver by background, but I've learned enough over six years to now understand that your money's not in the bank, and all the banks are in bed with each other. And systemic means, you know, it this contagion of banks failing. We've seen it, haven't we? With Silvergate and Silicon Valley, and recently I think there's one that's just been acquired the last couple of days, and I can't think of the name is just gone. Somebody's bound to put it in the chat. But, you know, he's saying that it's all in such bad shape that without a doubt, there are more shoes that are going to drop. And he talks about how the US unrealized losses are absolutely monumental and how even the FDIC won't have all the funds if there was some kind of massive claiming process and all the so-called safe havens where Traditionally, people have put their money, their wealth, they're frightened of them. They're scared of them right now. They're thinking, where can we park our money? And you know what T- Tor is saying here is that these traditional financial safe havens are massively under threat. So don't take my word for any of this if you're new to Bitcoin. Listen to what Tor Demisa has to say on BTC Benny's Why Are We Bullish?
1: it's systemic like all the banks are on the verge of are teetering and it's just a matter of time before one of them would face a bank run uh you know right after there was a paper that came out that estimated that the unrealized losses of kind of the the banks that are in the worst shape in the US is between 1.7 to 2 trillion dollars right now so that's 186 banks that um that are really really in trouble that that have that maturity mismatch in a very serious way, and that are just underwater, even like even mark to market underwater. And then it's like, oh, but all these accounts are you know insured by the FDIC. It's like, all right, well, let's look at the balance sheet of the FDIC. It's it's an insurance entity; it, it must have assets on their balance sheet, and you can see it, you know. And um, what you see is that there's about ten trillion dollars in outstanding U.S. deposits. If there was a bank run, the FDIC only has enough reserves to cover 1.26% of that. So, you know, this is just a lipstick on a pig. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of for show. And so to me, the bigger picture of like, okay, what is the bullish picture for Bitcoin is that all the so-called safe havens, all the places that people put their money ever since uh, slowly, since the Federal Reserve was created and faster since after uh, Nixon closed the gold window in 71, um, all these places are seriously under threat, especially the past two three years. So you're talking about, you know, U.S. Treasury inflation protected bonds, 1.7 trillion dollar market cap. Like that's massively under threat. Um, just all the paper money in the world. Like we're not even talking the U.S. Right? If we talk any any fiat currency is pretty much worse than than the dollar. So. So if you count that all together, it's about $8 trillion worth of just physical paper money in the world. All that is
0: massively under threat. All of that is massively under threat. Now, I know that there are different camps that, you know, one is going to say we could see, you know, a domino effect. One camp might say, no, everything's okay. Here's the reality. None of us know. So whatever your you know your standpoint is whatever your thought process your viewpoint is none of us know what is going on and if another shoe's going to drop if that can t- creates a contagion effect we don't know so isn't it worth holding a little bit of a safe haven asset just in case, that's all I say. You know, if, you, if if more and more regular people are waking up to the fact that, you know, their money's just not in the bank. And funny enough, the next segment is from Troy Cross. Now, I recently had Troy Cross on my show from the Bitcoin Policy Institute. And honestly, I'm actually going through an eight and a half hour video right now that Swan did a live stream from the first Bitcoin Policy Institute conference no, that's probably not right. It's not the Bitcoin Policy Institute conference, or is it? Anyway, it was. it's really good. And I'm enjoying a couple of those um, segments each morning and evening to get through it all. Um, and I'm sure I'll find some more great content in there. But I listened to Troy Cross um, on there recently. And, you know, this guy is just a wealth of knowledge. It's just fascinating how he bought Bitcoin. I, I think it was 2013. It might have been I don't think it was 2011, but whatever it was, and then he discarded it. He said, no, this is bad for the environment, and he ignored it for years and years and years, and now he's come back full circle, and he's all over this. So let's listen to what Troy has got to say. Firstly, he talks about how the money just is not in the bank, and people are starting to realise that. You know, he talks about money just being a promise. It's an IOU. And a few years ago, people say, oh, what are you talking about? Of course, the money's in the bank. Now people are waking up and thinking, my goodness, you know, perhaps our money isn't in the bank. And then on top of that, you've got this shortfall that Tua Mista was talking about, the shortfall at the FDIC. There's also, they don't have the money there. And you start to think, crikey, this could get really bad really, really quickly. And then he says, it's not just crypto land, it's now traditional banking land is waking up to all this mess that's out there, which we've never really experienced before. So he finishes off by saying an IOU is fundamentally different from a bearer asset. And if you own Bitcoin, you own a bearer asset. An IOU You might not get it, but the bearer asset, i.e. Bitcoin, if you hold your keys, that belongs to you. Let's listen to Troy Cross. I think what's different this time is Ben. something you said, people
2: realizing that they don't have money in a bank. I mean, people just we talk about dollars as if they're the same, whether it's cash or whether it's a deposit you have at Wells Fargo. But the deposit at Wells Fargo is just a promise. From that bank, that's all it is. It's not a dollar, and you don't have dollars in the bank. There's no such thing. And go back to Tours' point early on. You know what you have is a promise, and then you've got this FDIC promise, which is also not backed. Your money isn't anywhere. It never really was. It 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 didn't. It's not. That's not what banks do. They don't go store your money, and that's not what Nexo does with your money either. Now people are realizing that not just in the crypto land, but in bank land. So now it's like, and it's gone. Yeah. So now it's like, (laughs) okay, that's the thing that makes me bullish about Bitcoin long-term rather than, you know, the supply of money. It's the realization that self-custody is very, very different from, you know, custodying somebody else. But more than that, uh, it's not just self-custody, but uh, that, you know, An obligation or an IOU is fundamentally different from a bearer asset.
0: Uh, So I try to run these shows so that you don't have to take my word for this. And when I talk about what I feel is going on, that is based on everything that I'm trying to learn and absorb because I hold Bitcoin. And I want to know what is going on out there in the world that could affect our assets and our future families' financial wealth stroke stability stroke security so you know i could just sound off to you all but you know it's quite understandable that if somebody found my channel that's pretty switched on understands money financial background they can say well, what the hell do you know? Who the hell are you to tell us what we should be doing and how banks are going to fail, etc.? So I bring you these video clips because I believe that these people do have credibility. And the last one is James Lavish. He's also been a guest on my show. James is a very clever guy indeed, worked on Wall Street for many years. He's one of the leading lights and voices now within the Bitcoin community, uh, talking about what's going on out there in macro land and how it could affect um, what happens with Bitcoin and risk on assets, etc. So again, somebody that If he says something, I would tend to listen to that. Now, I've got critical thinking, which means that whilst I would listen to it and I would absorb it, I would also try to draw my own conclusions and then make my own decisions based on that. And that is what I always suggest anybody watching these videos do as well. So James talks about how Bitcoin has now come full front and center this last year due to all the rubbish that's happened and for the first time the bitcoin hash the bitcoin conversation has taken a dramatic shift he talks about how bitcoin has always been risk on but something has changed and currency is debasing everywhere he says for the first time people around him are asking where they should put their money and Should I put it in this Bitcoin thing where the government can't take it? And he sort of emphasizes, just put something into Bitcoin. So let's listen to what James has got to say to pull the video to a close. Uh, With everything that's happened this past
3: year, Bitcoin has come front and center to the conversation. And I mean, it's on front pages. it's, uh, It's in the news. And it's not just number go up. It's not just about, oh, this uh, crypto fantasy or, you know, um, some sort of speculative asset where well, there's still that going on, of course. But for the first time, uh, I think in it, it, this Bitcoin conversation has shifted, I mean, significantly and, and uh, it's, a, it, it's a it's a, a very important shift. And so what we've seen and we, we've been watching this for years is, is Bitcoin's been at the front end of that risk on asset, you know, um, class where it's at the tip of that spear. And as people go to risk on in their investments, Bitcoin kind of leads the way. And when they take risk off, Bitcoin leads the way down. So it leads the way up, leads the way down. But with everything that's been going on this past year, with what we saw, with, with what we're seeing in, happen in Japan and the debasing of their currency, what we're seeing happen in, in Europe, and what we've seen happen in the UK with the leverage and the LDIs, the leveraged debt instruments, what, what we've seen happen here in the States with, with the banks, uh, what we've seen people for the first time, I'm hearing normal people around me ask, you know, what should I do with my money? And it, should I should I put it in this Bitcoin thing where the government can't take it? it? It can't just the the banks can't lose it. Like I want to store something. I want to store some of my value there. And we, I've been preaching this for so long, so long for the years, the, the few years I've been doing this. I've been preaching, hey, just put some of it, put something in there. You know, put one, two, three percent of your net worth in there and just leave it don't worry about it and just leave it there and for the first time people are waking up to the fact that hey this really might be that important because all of a sudden they're starting to hear about well first of all banks can fail and if you're not in a bank that's protected you you know you could lose a lot of your money and there's not i mean not everybody can get a a uh, a, a big account over at JP Morgan you know my my long term view on bitcoin is so bullish because of everything we just talked about and that is only going to force this conversation to go to the next level and that's that's exactly what we need
0: okay so so my take is this um regular guy but the way i see it is you know this thing is not going to play out tomorrow or next week it is playing out in terms of history, but we're all zoomed in day to day. But in terms of history, it's playing out pretty darn quick. And I think in two to five years from now, we could see a dramatically different world with Bitcoin playing a major role in that world. Now, that's just me thinking. Uh, no no predictions. I don't do them here. But I feel that this thing is changing. I remember in 26 2017, when I got in, you know there was there was pretty well no positive press about bitcoin you know they were slamming it everywhere and now the the interest the 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 nation states like el salvador you know the the uh, the the central african republic i believe it is that are now you know pro Bitcoin and crypto etc um, the stuff that's going on with the Human Rights Foundation that was another great talk on that um, live stream that I watched you want to check that one out if you think Bitcoins all about people wanting to make money that was incredible some of the hardship that some of those in people are on there that um, that that um, uh, what's his name, Alex Gladstein um, had on the stage um, with him. With, was just, well, it was very, very moving. So I would encourage you to go and find that. So it is it is happening. It is happening quickly, in my opinion. Stop looking at the day-to-day price. Stop looking at the highs and the lows. Just zoom out and see that over time, Bitcoin is only going in one direction, and that direction is upwards, in my opinion, or is it? however you're looking at this camera. Now, as always, I've got a few tweets that I found really, really interesting. Let's cover those. Uh, Brian DeMint was my guest last Thursday. What a great guy he was to interview. Um, We could have gone on for hours and we chatted about that offline afterwards. It was such a nice flowing conversation. Brian's very knowledgeable Great guy. Great guy. I have him I'd have him back on again for sure. It says follow him. I am following him. I don't know why it's saying that. But anyway, he tweeted, Elizabeth Warren reportedly makes two hundred and fifty eighty-five thousand dollars a year and has a net worth of sixty-seven million. That's the equivalent of someone making fifty K a year being worth eleven million seven hundred and fifty thousand. How many people that you know who make 50K have a net worth of almost 12 million? He's just pointing it out, inspired by BitVault's chat. uh, BitVault's chat, that's Nico's chat with Peter McCormack. Not the point. The point is, that's how corrupt they all are, because they are getting richer and richer and richer by getting insider trading information, you know, getting... Stupid amounts of money for doing, you know, speaking at conferences and stuff. I mean, 285k a year, worth 67 million. Nancy Pelosi is another one. I don't even know who she is and what she does. I keep hearing the name. But, you know, worth tens of millions and, you know, insider trading. You know, supposedly one of the best traders on planet Earth. Well, There you go. I'll leave it up to you. So Brian's really just uh, pointing that out. You know, breaking news here from Bitcoin Archive. Well, breaking news is a couple of days old now, actually. But PayPal announces Venmo users can withdraw Bitcoin to external wallets. This is a big deal because PayPal initially said, yep, we're going to allow you to buy Bitcoin. But of course, once you bought it through PayPal, you could not take it off. And I think they're realizing if they don't make that, The ability for people to move it to a different wallet, people ain't going to buy it. On PayPal, it's as simple as that. Vinny, welcome. Good to see you in the house. Stacking Richie is with us as well. Um, who else have we got? No, no, no other noob. Stephen Redding, good to see you in the house. Go back and watch this from the beginning, people. I think it's a pretty good one. Okay, what else? Heidi Blockchain Chick tweeted. Now, um, she does a lot of crap coining. So, you know, I don't tend to... I mean, if she, sometimes she tweets some good stuff. And this is one of those such tweets. So I... Um, I only follow her just to see what's going on with her tweets, etc. But she tweeted, rightly so. Most traders in the crypto market tend to lose money, while long-term holders usually perform better. Timing the market is not the key to success in crypto investing, but rather taking a long-term approach to hodling on to your assets. Hear, here, Heidi. Great tweet. Have to give her that. And that's what I preach on this channel. Her, James Lavish again, he's everywhere. And and so I maintain that the most likely scenario, which is also far off in the future, is that Bitcoin becomes the ultimate global store of value and the US dollar remains the global medium of exchange. So buy and sell in USD, save in Bitcoin. And whilst I is nowhere near as clever as people like James Lavish. I tend to agree with that. Bitcoin will be your savings policy that will go up and grow over time, whereas keeping your money in fiat, well, that ain't going to grow over time, is it? Shire tweeted, Forget about Sailor and other whales buying. Addresses with under one coin are scooping up 28,000 coins a month. The issuance is only 27K a month. The issuance get cut gets cut in half in less than a year. That means price has to go up, people. It is just supply and demand. I mean, I don't know where he's got this information. I don't know who Shire Hoddle is. But, you know, if that is the case and the no-coiners are scooping up 28,000 28, coins a month. There's only 27,000 issued. And in April, May, whenever it is next year, that gets cut in half, that has to send a price up. And that makes me extremely bullish. Cedric Youngerman tweeted, Bitcoin is a chance to be part of something that will have more of a lasting impact on the world than anything else you can possibly be involved in. That is why we Bitcoin, because this is so profound when you and I are no longer here, and we're all looking at the grass from the other side, if you get the pun, okay? The history books will talk about this time with the fight going on, okay, where Bitcoin was shaped, the world of money was shaped for the better, for the future. That's what I believe anyway and then this one from mike still this is really profound most people won't earn in a lifetime the amount of bitcoin you can stack in just a few months today what have i said stack hard before number goes up people because then it'll be out of reach and i'll read this one again most people won't earn in a lifetime the amount of Bitcoin you can stack in just a few months today. So top tip, if you're new to all of this, get in the rabbit hole, get down fast, learn, absorb, make your mind up if Bitcoin is for you, and then stack hard is not financial advice. That is certainly if I didn't have my net worth in Bitcoin already, that is what I would be doing without a doubt. Found this quote, love it. He who doesn't understand history is doomed to repeat it. We have to look at history to understand why Bitcoin matters. If you don't understand what I mean by that, go away and read The Creature from Jekyll Island about why, how and why the Federal Reserve came into existence, and you'll understand. Go and watch the 10-part series by Mike Malone, yay shilling gold, but about the history of money right back through, you know, the generations, centuries, you know, thousands of years. Go back and look at all of that and understand it, and you'll understand why, if you don't learn from history, if we don't learn from history, we will make the same mistakes again. And I think that is what gives Bitcoin its strength because we've got a movement. We've got an army now of people that are rock-solid Bitcoiners that will, as Jack Maller says, sorry for nicking this, Jack, die on this hill, and I'm part of that, I have to tell you, and that movement is going to get stronger and stronger over time because that movement that I'm so proud to be part of is not going to allow history to repeat itself again, if that makes sense. So, oh, I don't think you can see these friggin' tweets, can you? Or can you? Did you see any of those tweets? I don't think you did. Oh, well, it is what it is. But this is what I was talking about. He who doesn't understand history is doomed to repeat it. And I think we're in a unique situation. As Jean Vachor just said, Bitcoin will make history for sure. And we are part of that history. SciFlyer67, Bram VDB, welcome. Just about to end the show. Go back to the start and watch it on 2X or 1.5X because I talk quite quickly. But either way... I hope you got something from that, guys. Um, Happy uh, Bank Holiday Monday, if you're here in the UK. Everyone's back to work tomorrow, I guess. Um, But for now, that's all I've got for you. I hope you got something from it. I hope anyone new finding this will jump in the rabbit hole very quickly, stack some sats, and then watch number go up as the bull market kicks in over the next six months, year, two years however that might look but i'm pretty excited i've been through the last bear market this is my second bear market and they're painful and they grind on and everybody's against bitcoin everybody's telling you bitcoin's dead it's going it's not coming back and you know we grind through those bear markets and it is the bear markets that make us stronger and then the bull markets put a huge huge smile on people's faces so If you're part of this and you're sticking around, you are going to love this next bull market if you haven't lived through one. I'm going to be back on Thursday, 6 p.m. London, as I always do. Yeah, Rocky said bank holiday in England, but Bitcoin is open. Bitcoin never closes, people, 24-7. You can't say that about the banks. Anyway, I'm gone. Please retweet this. Please share it. Please go back into the comments after the show and leave me a comment. It helps mess with YouTube's algorithm. But that's it. Click on the squares uh, after the event. If you're on the podcast, please share me where you listen. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. This was your Bullish Bitcoin Channel live show. I will catch you all on Thursday and I'm going to leave you with my social media links as I always do.